Hello and welcome once again to the Lockdown Diaries. This is day three. I'm Chris Carl. I'm an English actor, radio host and, and do all sorts of other bits and pieces, editing, proofreading, stuff like that. Lockdown in Spain on the Costa del Sol, a little place called Calahonda, right on the coast. We're in day three of this lockdown, of course, the entire country, confined to our houses and flats and bedsits and all that kind of thing. And this podcast is all about how I'm feeling, what's going on, any little bits of news I can share with you, any ideas I may come up with to help you pass the time and to pass information and news on to each other. So what's day three been like? Well, I've got to tell you, the dripping tap is beginning to give me a bit of a nervous tick, but also an idea for a great symphony I'm thinking of writing. So swings and roundabouts. Uh, I've had a few looks out the window because, you know, you've got to get some air. I've been looking out the window frequently throughout the day and the only living souls I have seen out on the street most of the day has been cats. They finally won, haven't they? They finally won. They've got the world to themselves. And I suppose they're feeling a little bit cocky because, you know, nine lives and all that. But cats are still allowed out. Dogs as well, of course. You're allowed to walk your dog. You're now not allowed to walk any more than 50 metres from your home. And it's only been uh, supposed to be for a few minutes. But there are stories going around of neighbours sharing dogs. So everybody gets to go out. So some dogs are getting taken out 10 times a day. Poor little things. Also, some people are actually selling at 30 minutes a time or an hour a time their dog for 10 euros or whatever so people can get out not cool but sharing the dog i suppose it makes sense but it does mean that people are going out when they don't have to yesterday tuesday the government reiterated and a little bit strengthened i suppose uh, what the lockdown means because there seem to have been some misunderstandings. For example, this whole thing about walking around in twos, it's not allowed. You're only allowed out singly. You're only allowed out one at a time, and you're only allowed out to go to the shop to get food. They're the only uh, shops that are open are food shops and chemists, so you can only go out to get medicine or food uh, or f- if it's an emergency, like taking somebody to hospital. The government also decreed that earlier, when the lockdown first started at the weekend, it was allowed for hairdressers to, to stay open. Now, a lot of people found this a little bit bemusing. You know, who needs a haircut when we're not allowed out of the house? But there was a reason behind it. There was a sensible reason uh, that a lot of uh, older and infirm people and disabled people are not able to wash their own hair. And that was kind of the reasoning behind that. However, now hairdressers are closed down as well. And it's also been reiterated so that people fully understood that vets surgeries are allowed to take in patients Uh, so good for the animals that's great news other news is that the spanish government have declared uh, that all private hospitals and medical centers all the private ones have been taken under government control a sort of nationalization if you like so they can use their facilities free of charge great news i think that's a brilliant move very bold by the government uh, and uh, strong stuff well done some leaders aren't doing exactly that and there are some leaders who are going to come out of this a lot better than others and i think you know who I'm talking about there. Another thing I've noticed is that it's still quiet. Everybody seems to be behaving themselves. We've just been out on our balconies and leaning out of uh, our windows to applaud medical teams. But if the longer we stay indoors, of course, cooped up, tempers are going to, well, they're going to flare, aren't they, between people and people want to get out as the time goes on. So we've got to find ways not to let that happen. But obviously, being cooped up and not allowed outside, people don't like it. That's that's the reason why lawyers charge so much. Um, because nobody wants to go to prison, do they? And this is kind of a sort of vague, soft version of that. Uh, and some good news for me personally, uh, I think I told you on yesterday's podcast or the first one the day before, uh, that uh, my minor th- th- first world problem was that my internet is due to get cut off at the end of the month because I was paying cash and their office is closed. I did send them an email today. They replied. They called me back uh, and said that if I used a friend's account, I could uh, uh, pay that way because I don't have a bank account.
account currently. One of my friends, Jeff, thank you so much for doing that, uh, facilitated that. The provider called me back immediately and said, we've got the payment, you're fine for April. Uh, brilliant from them, great service. That was Olive Net. well done to them. Just a bit of a plug, free of charge, by the way, but a bit of a plug because they did give me very friendly and understanding service. However, just a little idea, and again, it is a, it is a first world kind of problem, but if we are going to be cooped up for a long time, and some of us, of course, rely on Wi-Fi, I use it to contact my friends and family especially using WhatsApp and stuff like that. And we all need to know what's going on. If there's been any updates in the news, we need to keep up with the news and, you know, be able to read stuff on the internet, maybe amuse ourselves. Just an idea, put it out there, a bit left field, but possibly wouldn't it be a good idea for all the internet providers just to let everybody to have free internet while this is going on? Because people are losing their jobs. A lot of people have lost jobs already. People being cooped up means that they can't earn money and they can't pay for stuff like this. And when you're locked up and you can't go outside, you need the internet. Now, I know a lot of people are going to say, well, we coped before without the internet. It's only been around a few decades. You know, what did we do beforehand? But this is a reality now. This is who we are now. It's an information superhighway. It's also an entertainment center. And it's also a way of communicating and contacting our loved ones and our friends and sharing stuff. So I do think it might be a, little, a bit of an idea there, but I'm not going to push it. It is just an idea. Talking of ideas, we've talked on this show about how we're going to amuse our children, uh, keep them happy and busy during this time. I just came up with a very small idea so that it's a two-way street, so we're not just giving our children, those of you that have them, things to do and keep them amused, why not make it a two-way thing, whereas, for example, you come up with each day, could be one, could be three, could be five, things you want them to do or to learn, making pancakes, for example, reading a, a chapter of a book or drawing a painting, doesn't matter, you come up with three or four things that you want your kids to do for that day, and they, in turn, come up with three or four things they want you to do or to learn. Like, for example, a couple of years ago, it might have been, you know, flossing, the dance... Uh, the floss or the triangle um, you can find videos online for parents on how to do these dances and it might be a little bit of fun for kids to get you to do kids things and you to teach them things as well so a couple of ideas like that come up with some ideas for kids to do now then, another thing I'm doing on this podcast every day is coming up with a couple of ideas of films or TV shows you might want to watch. Ones that have got at least two or three series going or haven't yet finished, so you, you know, can look forward to the next series. I'm going to recommend two today. The first one is a comedy. It's called The Kaminsky Method. It's absolutely brilliant. It follows Sandy Kaminsky, an actor who many years ago had a very, very brief uh, fling with uh, success, almost became famous, and is now a Hollywood acting coach. And uh, it's all about him and his friend Norman Newlander, who his agent and best mate. They're both pretty uh, aged men struggling with life as it is. It stars Michael Douglas. It does. Michael Douglas uh, in the eponymous role of Kaminsky and uh, his friend Norman is played by Alan Arkin. That is brilliant. That's very, very funny. Uh, well worth checking out. I've had two series. Uh, the second one finished just recently. It's also had some guest appearances from people like uh, Jay Leno, Patti LaBelle and Elliot Gould to name just uh, well, three. So that is the Kaminsky method. I have a check on that one. The other one I want to recommend is a little bit different different from that. Uh, it's Canadian. It's called Shits Creek. Yes, you heard me right. Not spelt the way you think. Uh, it's <laughs> all about a wealthy family called the Rose family. They are video store magnets. They've earned a lot of money. They're very rich. The wife is a former soap opera actress, very famous actress, and they've got two adult children, and they lose all their money having been defrauded by their business manager and have to rebuild their lives. They've only got one asset left. Just one asset left. It's a small town in the middle of nowhere called Shits Creek, which they just bought for their son as a 
joke birthday gift when they were rich and they relocate to Schitt's Creek and they have to move into very flea-bitten rooms in a run-down hotel in a run-down motel and adjust to new lives in this very rural town uh, of very poor and average and normal people uh, and try to mend their ways of being rich and snobby and um, entitled. So there's all about the conflict between them and the townsfolk and how they adapt to life. Again, very funny but a little bit different, a little bit darker. Uh, it star- stars Eugene Levy as the head of the family, Johnny Rose. The, the wife who's the uh, soap opera actress is Moira, played by Catherine O'Hara, the two children, Dan Levy and Annie Murphy. Brilliant. Shit's Creek, check it out. Another thing I promise you is that I am going to share recipes with you. I'm not going to do it on air because I'm going to have to read them out and you're going to have to write them down. So the easiest way is I'm going to share some recipes that my sister Alison, who's there in France in lockdown. Hello, Alison. Hello, Charlotte. She's she's a chef. She's going to be providing me with uh, some lovely recipes. The first one, which I will post on my Facebook page later, is for girdle cake girdle cake. Now I thought that was a euphemism but that's just the way my mind works uh, but it is a special recipe for those of you that haven't got ovens. Brilliant idea there and I'm going to share that on Facebook. That'll be up later today. Also and against my better judgment, uh, a friend of mine Carlos White who lives here on the Costa del Sol in Spain who I've known for a number of years, uh, he likes to collect and share and distribute puns. Not only that, he likes to make them up as well. I mean, it's just dreadful. And the worse the pun, the better from him. Uh, it's just not punderful. But he does like his odd pun, and he has asked me to share them with you. Now, I do not take any responsibility for these puns. This is entirely down to Carlos White. And when the lockdown is over and we're back out on the streets, you can go find him. And his first pun for this week is... A friend in Germany tells me everyone is panic buying sausages and cheese. They're looking at a worst case scenario. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The quicker we get out of this, the better. Uh, but thank you to Carlos White for that contribution. <laughs> you should feel ashamed, Carlos. You really should. So, that's just about it for today. Just a little update, as I say. I've been looking out the window. Not a lot going on. It's very, very quiet out there. Good. People are taking notice. People are doing the right things. If you want more serious and accurate updates, exactly what's happening news-wise and how the coronavirus is spreading, here on the Costa del Sol, 93.6 Global Radio is the local radio station who have all the up-to-date news, especially on their live and also on their website, which is www.global.fm. Brexpats in Spain is a Facebook page uh, that you can have a look at. They also have all the latest intru- uh, information and uh, translate any speeches or any information in Spanish that's given out into English. If you're listening to this anywhere else in the world, thank you very much. I do appreciate it. Looking at yesterday's statistics, hundreds and hundreds of people around the world are listening to this, and I'm very humbled, and it also gives me an excuse to keep doing it. Sorry about that. But there are people all around the world listening to this. Thank you, and thank you to all the people in Spain sending in their suggestions and offering me support for doing it. It's really nothing. It's quite easy. I'm I'm here anyway, aren't I? Sat sat here. So, but thank you anyway for listening. I do appreciate it. If you would be so kind as to like and follow me on Facebook, you will get all information about this podcast on there. And those delightful recipes from Alison, they're all on the Facebook page, The Lockdown Diaries. Lockdown, in this particular case, is all one word. The Lockdown Diaries. And the same for Twitter. I was going to open an Instagram account, but then I thought, well, Instagram's all about photos. And what am I going to take photos of if I'm sat indoors 24 hours a day for weeks on end? So I'm sparing you that uh, delight. However, Facebook, The Lockdown Diaries, Twitter the same. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to everybody who's uh, shown their support, as I say. I'm very blessed and humbled. Keep strong, keep safe, keep looking out for updates, keep a lookout for each other, and keep being kind.